You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 151. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, how are you today? Attractive title, right? Eat billing mistakes costing you big time. And there's no real exciting way to say the word billing, but I'm going to make this fun and have some concrete examples for you here. So I think this is going to be one of your favorite episodes ever. And whether you bill hourly or you have set packages for your clients, today is going to be an eye-opener. Ignoring the eight billing mistakes I'm talking about today, are not just costing you money. They're costing you mental energy, time, and they are really symptoms of larger problems in your practice, which is how you think about yourself, your clients, your practice, and the value of the services you're providing them. Lawyers bump into some mental baggage when they bill, and a lot of it stems from their lifelong beliefs about money, sales, and what it means to be a lawyer. And I touched on some of the money beliefs in episode number 149, Overcoming Money Scarcity, so be sure to go back and listen to that one if this is an area you want to work on. Most lawyers either don't know that they have thoughts that are interfering with their billing, or they know, but they don't have anyone to work on them with these. So instead of getting help, they rationalize that their underbilling practices are coming from rational thoughts that make them feel like they're being a good person by underbilling their clients. And these thoughts are usually rooted, in fact, always rooted in doubt about themselves, the value of their services, and what's going on in their client's mind, they think. It goes even deeper than that. It's our sense of ourselves and who we are. So let's clear that up right now, okay? Let's talk about our value. Billing is not an indication of our personal value. If that were the case, no one could afford your services because you are infinitely valuable as a human. You have an innate value that cannot be quantified by money. Let's separate billing. What is it? It's a price you decide to set in exchange for your services. It can be an hourly rate. It can be part of a package. If you want to make money being a lawyer, billing is essential. What's also essential is exploring your beliefs about your worth as you make decisions about setting your prices. If you're undecided about your pricing, then you'll be wishy-washy when you're in consult and stating your price. You'll be in doubt and you'll create confusion, not just for yourself, but for your potential client. When you do that, you are more likely to discount your services. So what do you believe about your services? Do you believe that your services are valuable? Why? Before you have a sales conversation, it's important that you get in full belief of your value and what you're bringing to the table. And this is one way to do it. Now let's drive home how important this conversation about billing is. I want to give you a concrete example here. Let's say you charge $200 an hour for your services. Then let's say you are underbilling about one hour a week. 
one hour seems like it's not a big deal. It's only $200. Then let's say you have a month where you discount about an hour of your time a week. That adds up to four hours and about $800 a month, right? So let's take that figure out for the whole year where you're discounting your rate on average about an hour a week. And we're not even going to put in vacation, right? You're just, we're just going to go 52 weeks. You're losing 52 hours of billing and $10,400 in cash. And let's face it, if you're discounting one hour a week, you're probably discounting more than that. If we double that figure, it's over $20,000 in fees you've discounted. When you pay attention to your thoughts around billing, you're going to make thousands of dollars more. And this applies also if you have a package and you are undecided, you have no boundaries around how many uh, reviews that you're giving people on the work that you're doing for them. You have no limit on the phone calls that you have with them. You can set limits. In fact, you must, otherwise you will be losing money. There is one of you and there is an infinite number of clients out there. And this isn't really a topic that we're going to get into too much here. And if you go into episode 149, I talk about it a bit there. But if you are discounting your services because you are afraid of losing a client, you have scarcity around the number of clients out there. There are plenty of clients. They are there and they are always coming. And it's important that you get into full belief about that. Otherwise, you are going to be discounting your services. All right. So when you pay attention to your thoughts, this thought work is going to pay off in a very literal way. I help some of my clients with this, so it's really fun to see them get their coaching investment back quickly once they see how this adds up for them. So to give you some awareness of where billing mindset issues might be showing up for you, let's talk about these eight examples where discounting services show up. Okay, these they're discounting services and then there's not charging at all. You're probably doing at least one of these, okay? One of these eight. And they all have one thing in common when it comes to where they originate. So I want you to see if you can guess what it is. So all eight of these are going to have one thing in common. So keep that in mind as you start thinking about what is going on in your brain if this is something that you're doing. Number one, you discount your services because you like your client. I was having a session with one client who said that she only gives discounts to people she likes. That, of course, implied that she only wanted to bill people she didn't like for her full value. And that implied that she had the thought that her prices were more of a punishment rather than a fair exchange of value. She wasn't fully in belief of the value of her services. I want you to like your client, but I want you to like and value your services too. Number two, you discount your services to a client because you don't want to lose them. That's getting into that whole scarcity mode, right? You feel desperate or graspy during a sales conversation, so you discount. Those emotions feel desperate and graspy to the client. And I see this show up all the time when people have sales conversations. I was having a conversation with someone trying to sell me windows, and he was discounting a huge amount off the top. I hadn't asked for a discount, but he knew that I was looking at all these other window companies. And when he did this huge discount, it made me question the value of what he was offering me. And it was the base bottom value of um, price of any of the window companies that I had looked at. And I could really feel the desperation from him. And it was a huge turnoff for me. Number three, you have one. Let me let me actually add a little bit to that. 
we give off a vibe whenever we have thoughts, right? Because every time we have a thought, we create a feeling. And that feeling is a vibration in our body. It is literally a vibration. And because our bodies are energy, we are giving off that vibration and other people are picking up on it. Another way to say that is is like we're kind of giving off a scent. You know how dogs pick up the scent from somebody who's scared, you know? (laughs) That is exactly what's happening. We are animals and we can sense this even before we have a consciousness about it. I just want you to recognize that your potential clients are picking up on this if you're having a sales conversation with them and you have this graspy, desperate energy. Okay, number three, you have the thought that you should have been able to do the work faster, even though you did the work as as efficiently as possible as you could. As, as possible as you could. You know what I mean. You did the work and you did it as efficiently as you could and yet you still have this thought that you shouldn't have taken so long and so you discount your services when you're billing. So if you need to take time to research an issue and it takes longer, it takes longer. Teach yourself to feel confident that you're a competent attorney doing exactly what you need to do to serve your client effectively. Charge for the work that you do. Number four, you have the thought that your client thinks lawyers are expensive and you don't want them to feel worried about the money, so you give them a discount. I like to tell my clients, get out of their wallet. That's what one of my coaches says. So putting your brain into their wallet creates uncertainty and worry for you, and it feels manipulative to other people because you are literally manipulating the situation to get what you want. You want to feel better, so you try to manipulate the situation. You have no idea what they're thinking. What's actually happening is you are projecting your thoughts onto your potential client, and you are ignoring the elephant in the room. If they are telling you that they can't afford it, then you need to start asking them questions because our brains lie to us. Our brains want to... They want to really practice the thoughts that they've had all the time. And so if they are practicing the thought that they don't believe that they have enough money, then you can ask them about, okay, well, why do you say that? And try to get their idea of what they their belief of the value of your services are. Because really what they're saying isn't that they don't have the money, it's that they do not value your services enough to spend the money on them. And if they do not value your services, that is something that you can take responsibility for and really begin to have that conversation with them about why your services are so important for their particular situation. And then they can have the opportunity to decide whether or not they value your services enough to exchange that value for that value, to exchange their money for the services that you provide. Okay? There's no manipulation. It's just an honest conversation. That's what a sales conversation should feel like. It should feel honest. It should feel clean. It should feel in uh, curiosity, not in manipulation. Okay. There are also instances where you may not be charging at all. So let's look at these. So I'm just going to look at this as number five, right? You wait so long to write down what you did for your client that you've forgotten entirely what you've done. So you don't feel good about charging your client. 
This result comes from thinking that you don't have time or that you're disorganized or that it doesn't matter. All of these thoughts undercut your self-concept. Self-concept, I also refer to this as our identity, determines what we have in life. If we want to do better, then we need to start thinking better. That's why coaching is so powerful. It helps us learn how to start thinking better thoughts to create better results. So what thoughts are going to serve you if this is the area that you struggle with? Number six, you don't charge for your services because you didn't communicate with your client that the work you did was outside the scope of the contract. This comes from uncertainty of what you offer and feeling uncertain about the value you're giving them. And it even might come from feeling uncomfortable having conversations with your client. Number seven, you don't send out bills. Yes, this is something that happens. It comes from thinking thoughts like, I don't want them to hate me or I hate billing. And number eight, Oh, this is this is a good one, right? This is a good one. I actually heard this one today in court. There's this one. But she's my friend, so I feel weird charging them. I hear this also show up as, oh, but I have to give them free services because they can't afford it. Stay out of their wallet. Okay, so what do all eight of these examples of billing problems have in common? Ready? They all stem from the lawyer's unwillingness to be uncomfortable. That might mean that they're unwilling to sit in the discomfort of saying their price out loud and holding firm, even when you feel like you're going to throw up. (laughs) That might mean calling up your client and having a conversation about what really needs to be done on a case that was outside the scope of what you talked about and telling them there will be an extra fee before you do the work. It might mean sitting down, even when you don't feel like it, and billing your clients in a timely manner. Getting used to feeling uncomfortable is what will get you the biggest growth in life financially, personally, spiritually. Most of us want to feel good all the time. That's the bill of goods that we're sold right on the television. We're supposed to be happy all the time. If you want to progress and grow, it takes discomfort. It's called growing pains for a reason. But pretty soon, once you've allowed yourself to feel the discomfort a few times, then it's going to stop being so uncomfortable. And something else is going to feel uncomfortable in your practice, right? There's nothing, we're, we're never going to feel 100% um anything if we're growing, right? We're never going to feel 100% comfortable if we are continuing to grow. Now, if we are 100% comfortable all the time, then we're not growing. But I want you to recognize that that is what it takes if you want to grow your practice. If you want to build a business, if you want to do anything like that, then you've got to be uncomfortable. So let me give you some more questions to ask yourself. And I want you to listen to this podcast again because I filled it in with a ton of different questions that you can start answering yourself and start coaching yourself on and really start to see where some of your blind spots are. So here's some questions. Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Are you willing to decide on a price for your services that's not going to change person to person? Are you willing to raise your prices? Are you willing to let people have thoughts about the value of hiring you as their lawyer instead of trying to manipulate them? 
Are you willing to ask them questions and get curious about what they have to say about their money situation instead of projecting your thoughts about it? Can you allow yourself not to make what they say mean anything about you or your value as a lawyer or as a person? All of that's uncomfortable. And all of that is necessary if you want to take a close look at this area of your practice and move towards your financial goals. In the, if this episode resonated with you, I encourage you to share it on social media and tag me on Instagram. I am at Dina.Cataldo. And I help ambitious lawyers like you who are growing your law practice or building a new business on top of their current law practice achieve their goals with more ease than they ever thought possible. And once you learn that, you can do anything. And if you feel like you're really trying to keep your head above water, I can help you. Book a call with me to get started. You can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. And that's all it takes. Because being a lawyer doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. I'm here for you on that. Just book a call and let's get started making your life easier. And it all starts with the little things that are going on in your practice, like billing. Once you start really digging in to where you are undercutting your growth, that's when big shifts can happen. So if any of this resonated with you, I encourage you to go back and listen to it and get uncomfortable. Our brains like to shut off when we are uncomfortable. And so you might have even missed some things. So go back and listen intently. All right. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.